Hey, I'm Annika. And I'm Malia. You're listening to our brand new podcast, The Founders Intent Podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to dive deep into the argument between the Federalists and Anti-Federalists and their current perspectives on our nation's health care. As we work through our different points of view today, ask yourself, should the nation be in charge of health care or is this a right better dedicated to the states? So most Americans have heard about the benefits of health care. It seems like a no-brainer to have access to doctor visits, emergency hospital care, prescription drugs, pregnancy and childbirth help, mental health services, and more, all for free. It is vital to a strong, functioning nation to have healthy citizens, and national health care would be beneficial to the citizens of our nation since it would allow people to cross state borders and be allowed the same care. When in a different state, it can be hard to get the right prescription or emergency care if needed. With national health care, you can go to the closest place to access what you need. Getting help with mental health is also necessary to a strong national government. People all over the nation struggle with mental illness every day, and they should be allowed the same resources such as therapy or medication to get better. If states don't hold the same health care standard, we will see a division in our country when it comes to the strength within individual communities. So Malia, what are your thoughts on national health care? I have done some intense research and I think Annika has it all wrong. A national health care system would completely disadvantage the nation's citizens. Patients wouldn't have much of a choice in regards to their health care and therefore their access to health care would be restricted. This restriction would be heavily frowned upon as people would struggle to get the care that they not only want but might possibly need. It would also be considered invasive for the government to have access to health care records for all its people. Healthcare is a sensitive topic, and to have this information directly available for the government could and would take away healthcare privacy. That's an interesting point. But the Constitution says in Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1, that the Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposits, and exits to pay the debts and provide the common defense and general welfare of the United States. This proves that within the Constitution we implemented that the federal government can use its money to provide general welfare, which is the common good for the public. This includes the overall health, peace, and safety of its citizens. The Constitution works in favor of citizens to have access to what they need in order to maintain not only physical health, but mental health as well. That may be the case, but the Constitution also provides great evidence for why a localized healthcare system would be allowed. The Tenth Amendment of the Constitution states that the powers delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Given this amendment, the Constitution gives no right or power to the federal government for health care and therefore gives them no grounds to be in charge of the government. It also says that if no power is given, the power will be left to the states and its people. States have the inherent power to govern their people and the inherent power to act to protect their citizens for the good of the entirety of the nation. If Congress is to implement a national health care, as we know they have the power to, it can be incredibly helpful to our society. In our community now, we face discrepancies between states to see what health benefits will be implemented. This leaves citizens in some states with less access to health care than others. When the courts in 2022 overturned Roe v. Wade, that eliminated the constitutional right to abortion. This left the decision up to the states. We have citizens in need of safe medical help who live in our nation and pay our federal taxes. By the word of the Constitution in Amendment 14, Section 1, no state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States. This means that citizens 
which have not had their rights infringed still have the right to life, liberty, and property. With a nationwide healthcare system, we can eliminate the risk of infringing on citizens' rights and they can benefit in many ways, which include having access to the same information about nationwide standards, prescriptions would be available to anybody in need, minorities and people experiencing poverty would still have the resources that a state might not be able to offer them. The majority of homeless people all tend to live in warmer states while immigrants come from whatever state is closest they can get to. If we left healthcare up to the states, they wouldn't be able to handle those bills alone without the help of the federal government. The states already have a solid grasp on the public nation's healthcare system, so, so removing federal help isn't impossible. In today's current healthcare climate, they are the entity responsible for collecting and analyzing healthcare data via inspections, planning of policies and standards. They carry out mandates discussed both nationally and at the state level. They manage personal health services, assure healthcare access for minorities. They're involved in the development of resources, and they tend to be in charge of health crises and additional hazards. To take these responsibilities away from the nation, and divide them strictly between the states and their local entities is not only possible, but also a reliable way to go. States could be held responsible for the mandates, helping develop resources, and they could be in charge of health crises and additional hazards, while the newly developed healthcare groups at the local levels could be responsible for the other delegated tasks currently in practice. These newly developed healthcare groups at the local level would be mostly in conflict with the private healthcare organizations that currently exist. These private groups tend to have high premiums, charge more for their plans, with less service, they have less efficiency, poor quality of service, and only the drive for profit and money in their pockets. In order to compete, to develop these new local healthcare systems, this system would need to be more widely cost-effective, more established in order to secure better service and improve efficiency, and have the money necessary only to pay workers and benefit the system itself. They could be established by region and therefore be better dedicated to the people and their needs. From our Federalist point of view, we heard a very strong argument on why the nation should be in charge of health care. In contrast to that, Malia explained the anti-Federalist point of view to us, where the states have power over health care. By the end, we reached no agreement other than agreeing to disagree. That just about wraps it up here for us at the Founders Intent podcast. And on today's episode, we learn the Federalist point of view, that healthcare should be left and mandated by national ideals, and the anti-Federalist view, that healthcare should be a power delegated to the states and even further localized. Thanks for joining us today. Signing off the Founders podcast, I'm Annika. And I'm Malia. Come back for our next episode where we have another Federalist face-off.